Hello, what's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree, Tuesday the 13th of August, 2019. Skirt. I'm doing good. I'm doing great, actually. Oh, it's Monday. I'm recording this on Monday today. Uh, I'm in my flat. I'm in Zara's room. Uh, one of my housemates, lovely, letting me record in her room. I had the best day of the fringe so far yesterday. And actually, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, it's the middle of the fringe. Day 13 out of 25. Boom, right in the middle. It's been way better than the first week. I actually, thank you to anyone who's messaged me after that first week. Um, I had a bunch of lovely messages from people going like, are you okay? Um, you know, you're good. I hope you're all right. I hope your money's good. I think more, <laughs> I think more people actually message me um, just from the the message accompanying the podcast post that I put up on Facebook, rather than from the actual podcast. Um, but some people listen to the podcast, and I've 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 had a bunch of people go like, "Are you okay? I'm fine, mate." I'm fine. Am I fine? I think I'm fine. I don't know. Whatever. I feel good today. <sighs> today on the pod, uh, I've got another guest on. I've got my boy, Richard Wright. Um, did a, Just did now a quick interview with him, uh, about 25 minutes, about being a virgin. Richard is a virgin. Um, and as we discover in the interview, more kind of by choice then like he, he he's a virgin but he's very open about it and uh actually i forgot to ask him how old he is but he's a man in his 30s and um he is a virgin he doesn't he's not inexperienced sexually but we just spoke about that for a while he's very open very candid about it he always has been he actually did a show in edinburgh last year called richard wright virgin which was all about being a virgin and uh it was just interesting for me, I guess, because my relationship with sex is so, I, I just, it's such a big part of, not my life, that feels like a weird thing to say, but it, I don't know, I think about it a lot, I always have done, and uh, it's just a very compelling force in my life, let's put it like that, sex is a big thing for me, is the dumb cunt way of saying it, and sex is a compelling force in my life, is a way of saying it that you would write down in a book and give to your university professor, and they would go, well done on your careful introspection, Aiden. high distinctions for you, <laughs> and then to your mates, you'd be like, dude, I love to fuck, <laughs> I'm just trying to fuck, dude, you know? And then one day you get them mixed up and you say that to your university professor and they're like, oh, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's, it's such a big thing for me. And so it's so crazy to, to, to contemplate the idea that someone would be, would be a virgin. How narrow-minded of me. I mean, it's basically a large, much like any sexual orientation. Is it like a sexual orientation? I don't fucking know. No, it's not like being gay or or straight or whatever it is. No, 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 it's different. But he's, we had a great interview about it. And it was very interesting. And he also talked about his exploits in the early 2000s on online sex chat rooms. <laughs> it was a really nice conversation, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, the last week has been good for me, though. I um, Actually, an awful thing did happen that ended up, that, that a funny thing came out of my friend, uh, Milo Edwards, good friend of mine, has been on the podcast before, actually, about a year ago. Uh, host of the Trash Future podcast, one of the hosts of the Trash Future podcast. And uh, 
His dad um, very sadly passed away uh, last week and he went down to London um, to see his dad and, and be there when he passed away. And then he sent a big long message out to his friends and his dad uh, was um, adamant that he come back to Edinburgh and finish his run at the Edinburgh Fringe rather than cancel the run, you know, which is, I mean, it's an amazing thing for to be able to kind of know what he wanted. And he said this in the message. He sent out this big message and said, this is what's happened. And uh, he said, I'm going to do something at the end of my show to talk about this thing that's happened. And he just, he had something planned and I actually didn't get to see it, which I'm really bummed about. Um, I have the video. I'm going to watch it in a bit. But uh, he sent this big message out and said, so if you know anyone who would like to come, who would be interested, wants to see something like that, send them along to my show, anything you can do, blah, 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 blah. And um, I sent that message to a bunch of different people in group chats and stuff that I'm in with other comedians in the Fringe. And I sent it to the group chat for our house. And Dave Chawner, the ever-skimming, the ever-skim-reading Dave Chawner, saw the message and uh, was at a gig later on with a couple of other comedians. And they said, oh, we're, we're gigging with Taco later on. And he went, oh, no, don't. Oh, my God. You don't know? Taco's dad died and uh, he's left. He's not in Edinburgh anymore. And these guys were like friends of mine. They're like, oh my God, what? Are you fucking serious? They're devastated. They're just thinking, what are we going to say? And he goes, yeah, look, he sent this message out this morning saying that his dad's died and and uh, that he's, he's leaving the fringe. And then he pulled up the message and reread it and realized that it wasn't me. It was my mate. So, so for like five minutes these two other comedians thought that my dad had died and were like oh my god what are we going to say to taco and then realized that it was actually someone else's dad which is fine as long as it's not my dad you know <laughs> oh man i had a good chat to Marley the other day i met up with him we had a really nice chat about it i've never seen someone be so open and i don't know i mean i'm sh- i'm sure it's going to be a tough thing but it was very impressive to me to see someone talk openly about such an awful thing happening in their life so soon after it and and to be able to say this is how I feel about it this is what I'm worried about this is what I can take from it and blah 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 it was really fucking cool man I wish I'd been there to see his show he's at the same time as my show so I couldn't see it if you're in Edinburgh go and check out Milo Edwards' show it's at 2pm every day I can't remember the name of the venue but it is near the Pleasance um, 2 p.m. every day. He's still talking about this this bit. Uh, it's not going to be as visceral. It's really there's a level of voyeurism to that, isn't there? Wanting to go and see someone perform their show with a bit about their dad the day after their dad has died, and it is cathartic. Obviously, I mean, Milo wanted to do it, and he said it's the best thing that he's ever done in stand up. So I'm sure it was cathartic. There's something there is something broken about that, isn't there? That we as comedians like an awful thing can happen and then you go on stage and talk about it and that can be the best thing that you've ever done, you know? I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done it. I'm sure it was great, but it's... Do we need bad things to happen for us to be good on stage, you know? Because you stop caring about the stuff that you're saying on stage and just because all that you care about is the thing that's happened and so you can finally be honest with people. That's a lot to think about, isn't it? I'd rather just talk about my mate who's a virgin. <laughs> a big fucking verge. <sighs> I, uh, oh, also cool thing. 
um, the late show that I've been doing. If anyone's around in Edinburgh, also, I'm just this is just me plugging my fucking stupid shows, isn't it? We did a 1 a.m. late show. Uh, someone dropped out of their show, so I've got this new show called Last Call Comedy, 1 a.m. every night in the City Cafe. Here's the uh, so basically, some lady was doing a show about being uh, I don't know, it's of some type of Asian. It was called My Name Is. And I can't remember her name, but the description of the show is that like she's an Asian woman and it's about that. And uh, she couldn't come up to the fringe and so that went out. Who wants to take this slot? And I've taken it. Uh, it's at 1 a.m. every night. It's called Last Call Comedy. And the blurb that I wrote is, Feeling like one more? Yeah, you are, you dirty little rat bag. Come hang with the veterans of the fringe who can't bring themselves to call it a night. All hustle, no bustle, nerds go home. And it's a, basically, it's a comedy show. Anyone who rocks up, gets on that was the first premise of it but then i realized that it's too much like an open mic the first night it was like me luca pete adam knox fucking Carl fucking legacy uh a few other random comics and uh a bunch of audience in there and we were just shitting on each other uh, there's this young kid called dan tiernan who has a face like a squashed bit of fruit and we were ripping on him for his stupid face. One of the audience members was shitting on him for looking like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> um, that was probably my favorite moment of the Fringe so far. That fucking show, man. It was just whoever rocked up. That was the audience. That was who was there. We did the show. I was just telling stories. No one did material. It was very spirit of the Fringy. And that was Thursday night. And then Friday night... We did the same thing and, oh, sorry, we did the same thing and it, it kind of recaptured it and then Saturday it was a bit shit. Saturday, I was just trying to, you know, do a show without really trying or whatever and it ended up being pretty fucking garbage. But it also became garbage because too many people got wind of the fact that you can just get on. And you know what? Comics want to just get on a show at 1am? Bad ones. <laughs> really shit ones who don't have other gigs and if you're listening to this and you were on that show i'm not talking about you i'm talking about the other ones <laughs> oh god there were some bad comedians on that show fuck me oh that fuck <laughs> the fucking there were two dudes i can't remember what they were called and i wouldn't say their name if i could but they were like oh man, put us on next, we've got a thing that we're going to do, and I'm like, alright, and uh, <laughs> he showed me like a pill, he was like, we've got a thing, and I'm like, cool, do your thing, so they took their pill, and I guess that was supposed to be the joke, and then they did comedy together, which they don't normally do, um, and boy was it bad, and, and, then, and then they left after their sets, I guess, I understandably, they did bomb real hard, um, but... That is kind of what I want the show to be, man. Last Call Comedy. I want it to be a place where people come and do weird shit and bomb. And as long as they're okay with being ripped on... Well, I mean, they don't even need to be okay, actually. I can go on stage and go, that sucked. And then they can get angry and leave. But the show keeps going. That's what the show is. I'm having way more fun this week, is what I'm trying to say. Basically, after last Tuesday... Uh, the Tuesday, the Wednesday shows, great. And the shit started to turn up. I've had some good nights since then. And uh, my new show at 2pm is starting to kind of come together and take a bit of form. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling way better about this, man. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. 
this next uh, half hour is 20, 25 minutes is going to be me and Richard Wright talking about him being a virgin. And uh, if you're around, go check his shows out. Look him up on the Fringe app as well. Richard is a very funny boy, and he just got a fantastic four-star review in Mumble Comedy. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Wright. And then someone saying that you were a virgin and not knowing how to feel or like not knowing if I needed to tiptoe around that, you know? If it was like a do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Because yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much stigma there's on like that, yeah. you haven't had sex. That's crazy, you know? And I'm fucking such a sex-focused person. So suddenly I'm like, oh, no, I need to say sorry to Richard or whatever, you know? But you're so chill with it, man. Yeah. It's it's sick. What, like... Um, event, what's... Okay, let's start from the start. Mm-hmm. Was uh, When did you kind of realise that this might be a thing? Um, I suppose if you go back, like, you knew, like... Even to the high school, that girls were interested, and in, it wasn't like um, they were all talking about all the things they were doing. I wasn't doing anything, and then so oddly growing, oddly growing up in the church, um, there's a lot more sex happens at church things, and you would probably think, yeah, totally, like on the knowing, camps and stuff. Yeah, the camps, yeah, stuff, yeah, just yeah. knowing like that I wasn't doing that, and that sort of went went from there, and then so um, that was when you're like in your 14, 15, 15 years well, old, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then your friends would talk to you about sex, is that kind of thing? Yeah. 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 And it became, and I think even then I was like, wasn't, even then I wasn't particularly bothered. Okay. Like, um, I suppose more sort of early 20s, it became slightly more sort of, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you were a teenager, you were like, I remember being a teenager and being so stressed about it. I remember my friends used to talk about wanking, and I was always like, I, I, had, I did that late. I was like 14, right. and I remember my friends would talk about it, and I was just like, yeah, I did it, man. <laughs> it was good, right? Just like, you know, just like bold-faced yeah, lying yeah, my yeah. way through it, because I didn't want people to not like yeah. me. Were you open? Have you always been open about it? No. No, no I used to just uh, not talk. So if a situation would come up, like, so I'm not... I'm a very different person now than I was, so I'm a much more confident person now about who I am. Sure. So... When I was a teenager and stuff, it was a group of people I'd just kind of disappear into the background and just kind of not say anything because I wasn't confident yeah. at point person. So if it was any conversations like that, I would just disappear just into the background. Just about sex or anything. Yeah, and just yeah. like not say anything. Um, just keep very quiet about it. And I didn't really want to talk about it at all. And even the first few years of doing stand-up, I didn't talk about it. Yeah, you know? right. It just took kind of things like, no, I, I do think... I think it was just one random gig. I did a joke that got a really good laugh, and I was uh-huh. like, "Okay, maybe I do need to start." Oh, and it was a joke about being a virgin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just start talking about this. Yeah, sure. Um, 
So yeah. Did you ever lie about it? Um, no. 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 You just wouldn't say anything. I just wouldn't say anything. And so through your teens, did your friends know? Do you reckon? Um, they may have done. They may have done. But the the thing is, like, I definitely had like a few like girlfriends at church mm-hmm. when I was like um, late teens, early twenties. So you would probably look and go like, oh, he's seeing that person. So maybe so he wouldn't even. But yeah, like totally. it was never like it would. It the one was it was a terrible. It wasn't a particularly good relationship. I think either of us would agree to that. And, okay. And just it was never in a situation like he never even kissed. Yeah, right. It just wasn't really. You were just always in the same place together. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Did you still? Did you like feel like you cared about her or anything? Like um. That? Is it still you? Quite young here still. Yeah, I'm this. I'm like twenty one. Okay. I'm old at this point. All right, all right, so, all right. So you're but like... it just it was it was honestly a lot of nerves. Yeah. Like I didn't want to do anything because it was just this the whole nervous thing about oh god I'm gonna be it's gonna be terrible it's gonna be bad she's not gonna to want to be interested in me anymore if I do this and it's terrible right. they're gonna lose interest so and that just became a sort of self-repeating cycle. Sure. Um, and particularly it doesn't help when I have a a distinct pattern when it comes to liking a woman that doesn't help at all like I'll see somebody that I like and then I'll, I'll put off uh, asking her out or anything and I'll get to know her more and more and become friends and generally speaking it just doesn't work out from that point because we're either too much friends or they don't like me because they only see me as a friend so that, yeah, that tends yeah, to be yeah, the cycle sure. that I go through do you still feel like that's a cycle now? oh definitely still a cycle yeah man <clears throat> but I guess you got you got like you got used to that pattern when you were younger yeah because you were scared to make the move because you were scared if you made the move and got to a point yeah then it would be bad yeah um, yeah there are like I've done a couple of sexual things yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, I tell I tell a story in my show about mm-hmm. buy some bins with a girl. Okay. Um, that was just kind of um, did not go to full sex, but um, <laughs> full sex. Not, not, not all the way. <laughs> not, not, not the full sex. Not not all the sex. That's also a thing now. I'll, yeah. I go to the. I will always aim for a laugh with it. Sure. Because it helps. Yeah, totally. It helps. It takes all the sting out of it if you can make a laugh out of it. Yeah. Um, but there was a but the same girl that we had in the alley, she came back to my house. And she came to my house, I mean, naked and having, and I just had this overwhelming feeling of fear and panic. And I was like, I don't really like this person. It's not going to yeah. mean anything to me. Yeah. In that moment, I had to decide whether I'd go through with it just to get it over with mm-hmm. or whether I would be like doing... Because like, I, I, I knew I wasn't going to see this person again. Yeah, sure. And I didn't want to just do it just to do it. Right. And I, 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 put, a stop, I put a stop to it. And we didn't go through with the end of it and we had no more and she went home. Wow. How did she feel about that? Um, I don't know we never saw each other again <laughs> so that kind of but yeah I basically to, 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 to tell the f- full truth of it um, go on and have fun and like so you were like out you met where'd you meet this girl um, we met online okay to begin with uh, we both like Doctor Who that's the truth yeah and we started chatting <laughs> and um, we went on a date and on the first date, we ended up in an alley and we made out. And I'm pretty sure she, ne- I can't be proud, but pretty sure she need me in the balls during it. <laughs> because after we, after we parted and I got on the tube, yeah, I was in 
so much pain. Oh my god. So much pain, like like bent over, like so much pain. Or maybe uh, I've heard of dudes getting pain from having blue balls before. That's another thing that somebody said it might be that. Yeah. In fact, it was all the build up and there was yeah, no release. Was I was no just release. so much. Yeah. I was, it was, it was, oh my God, it was so painful. That's brutal. You were doubled over on the train. Yeah. Like doubled. five minutes later yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 And the, sec- the second time we date, we ended up in that alleyway again, and that's when the... But, um, and then the third date, she came back to my house, and there's a couple of things that, that really put me off. One was what I talked about, and the uh-huh. other one was um, being very self-conscious of being... Well, but I'm a, I'm a fatter gentleman. I've got a bit of a belly. Sure. I'm a bit obese. And... Um, in the heat moment, I, I rolled over and I, I got on top and she went, ow. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so in that moment, you're like, oh, I got on top and she says, ow, I'm so yeah, fat and yeah, gross. Yeah, right. And once on one side of my room, this didn't help at this time, the room I was in at the time, one side, one whole wall was mirrored. Uh-huh. You could see everything. There's no so hiding, see, see everything. So I could see and it just was putting me off. Like right. I could see myself being a bit gross. Yeah. And then she said, ow. And I was like, oh, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> so I got off the bed, went sat on the sofa, and um, a, a weird thing happened. The only thought in my head was, oh, we should, I should put some music on. Mm-hmm. So I put on some Oasis. Yeah. I went and sat down. And she said, should I get dressed? I went, yes. And she got dressed and left. Wow. Yeah. Was there anything else said after she said that? Nothing. No. She just got dressed and left. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there was, and you never spoke to her again. We spoke a little bit, in fairness. I, I'm, I'm still, I've been in touch with her since a little bit. Like she's yeah. married with kids now and everything, uh-huh. so it's worked out very well for her, which I'm happy about. Because she right. was the right person, you know. Yeah. But um, it just wasn't. There was just nothing. Did you talk about the th- that no. moment? No. Because no. that then doesn't. So that just sounds like. I'm trying to think of how I feel when I have sex with someone because people talk about like you like to feel sexy, you know. And evidently, in that moment, you just didn't feel <laughs> no, you didn't feel like a sexual all. being. No, 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 not at all, no. And you and you were confronted with that. Yeah. And so it made you uncomfortable. How old were you then? That was twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay, and that's the closest that it's been. Yeah. It was there, so that was in the alleyway, and then there. Any other close ones? No. Nothing. Did you say you had like online sex though? Oh, oh, if you're, if you're, yeah, if you're going through that, I um. It's not full sex. It's not full sex. It's not full on sex, but yeah, definitely in the um, late nineties, early two thousands, thanks to AOL. Yeah. I was um, <laughs> an AOL chat rooms. Yeah. I was quite. I had a lot of cyber sex, basically a yeah. lot, a lot of cyber sex. And how old are you at that point? Twenty. Uh, I'm like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, probably more so in the late teens. Yeah. Like so, like. 16 to 20 uh, a good four years of yeah. solid 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 cyber, solid, solid cyber sex um, most nights multiple times <laughs> oh my god just like trolling Yo. trolling the rooms just really like, yeah absolutely doing what how how does that work? Oh, was, so you there was, got there was rooms. There was room. Everyone had specific rooms where people can go have cyber sex with each other. You could like chat with them, and you knew those were the rooms where specifically people would go in and like the, the, it was the age of ASL, you know, age yeah, sex location, yes, yes. all that stuff. So you knew straight away, and like yeah, so. And it was like twenty one F Cali, right? That yeah. was the one that so everyone it was like, was like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. fine, DM them. Yeah, yeah. I just, 
awful. Like you, like it was like cold calling for insurance. <laughs> you know what I mean, like anyone that came up as a female, you would direct message them right away. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Just and going, the, and like, like the chances are, eventually, someone would. Wow. Yeah. I never. And so you've got. Did you need some level of game for that? Um, behind at this point. Behind a keyboard yeah. is different. Yes. You can totally be a different confident person. And because I, even at that point, liked writing and things. Because mm-hmm. um, eventually it stopped, like after a while, it stopped being like really like, sexually exciting. But it was almost more a creative challenge. Wow. Like, the fact, can I write this stuff? Can I write it? Can, can I, I make, figure out yeah, how to make yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. And so for four, like, for about four years. About four years. Most yeah. nights. Most nights. You're on doing this for like a few hours. Yeah. And that, so your job was just like, what were you doing for work at that point? Um, or were you studying? I did A levels. A levels for two years. Then I was, uh, I did, then I was working in a school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In a in a photocopying room. Okay. Um, so that was my job. And then I'd come home. I mean, I did, obviously not straight there. There's other things online like wrestling forums and stuff, which I would go on. Yeah. But then I would always have like the window open. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. can't be just sitting in there, just like paying attention. And then if someone popped up, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> what was the? Would you use your own name? Um, I think my AOL was. Um, hang on, because I uh, I did for a lot of time use like I think Ricky uh, it was like R-I-K-I right so it was my name Ricky right but then also I also I had other accounts yeah sure for different purposes for different reasons for yeah. different reasons yeah. what were the reasons <laughs> that's so good so when it became a part of the creative challenge and this is like going back I genuinely think I look back and I think about my behaviour I think about the culture of the time is you did not know if you were really talking to a woman. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So, like, I won't account for a while for about three months. I experimented with, like, going into the lesbian rooms. Uh-huh. And I had a female account. And I'd wow. Do the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And that kind of thing. And it was, oh, I'm so creepy. Yeah, totally. But um, it was... That was more kind of, like, that was a writing challenge. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, but, um, no, it was so... It's such a weird time that I look back and go, like, I... Like now, I absolutely would not. Yeah, of course. Would not yeah, do yeah, yeah, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but when you're a younger you're dude, in, yeah. and you're just a, and if it's a writing challenge, that's interesting because you're even trying to make yourself think of like what would a woman say right now. Let me put myself in the head of a of a woman and see if I can say that. <laughs> Which is so yes. messed up. It is wild. It is messed up. I remember once I was on uh, I was on Tinder and this girl. I was messaging this girl, I can't remember her name, but it was the end of 2011. No, what am I talking about? It was the end of 2013, and I was going to a music festival over New Year's, and I remember it was in Melbourne, and she lived in Sale, which is a town like maybe an hour east of Melbourne, and I was going to this music festival driving with my friends, um, and so these two girls, I was like, hey, I've been talking to this chick on Tinder, and uh, she lives in Sale, let's drive through Sale on our way up and see if she hits me up, and... um, that was like just after Christmas and at Christmas time I'd been back at my parents house and I'd been messaging this girl on Tinder mm. I'd never met her and she was like asking me for photos so I like sent her some photos and we had some like online sex things like just texting yeah. no calling nothing yeah. like that and then when we got to sale we drove through there and she went completely silent 
And uh, I was like, oh, I guess, you know, it's not going to happen. And then as we drove out of the town, one of my friends was like, have you actually seen any other than the two photos that this girl has on Tinder? Have you seen any of these photos? And I was just like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I may have just just described myself jerking off to a fucking dude, you know, some random... Yeah, crazy. But, I mean, whatever. I'm not that upset about it. I guess fair play to him. If that was what he was into. Uh-huh. And I fucking I had a good time, you know. Yeah, fair I enough, fair suspended enough. Suspended my disbelief. Yeah, but definitely you had to just buy into it and believe you were actually talking to a woman. Mm. So you would get home from work and go to these chat rooms and just do that and do, until like did you were you doing much else in your life at that point was that most of your social life or were you like uh, no I was still going out so I was still out most I was still out a lot with yeah. friends and at yeah. church stuff and um, yeah pretty much that I'd go and watch football every week and yeah, stuff yeah. so it was um, what's that like then that you've got you're almost living a double life at this point you've got you've got online you're uh, having online sex with all mm-hmm. these women or men masquerading as women or whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it was. Whatever it is. These entities. <laughs> yeah. like, and then in your real life, physical life, yeah. are you telling people, in, like your friends oh, at church no, and stuff no, about no, that no, stuff? No, 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 no. No one. Did anyone no, no, know? No, 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 no. No, 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 no one. No, no one at no, football? Nope. No. No, kept quiet about that. And you're not trying to... Did you ever think like, okay, I'm doing this online. Maybe I could pass that into an act, a physical woman um what, like I was the point I was still like asking people out and stuff but yeah. I was I was very unsuccessful yeah sure um so do you think it was a part of uh like you not being comfortable with how you are physically definitely yeah definitely and who I was like I definitely wasn't um a confident person at the time I sure. just hadn't quite um I think it was when I went to... I would say it was probably when I went to uni, so I'm trying to think what age I would have been. So I went a bit later. Um, 2006, I'd have been about 23, 24, I think, when I went to uni. Um, and that's when I really kind of... That, because it forces you into a different situation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'd be okay... I, I was... Not bad at making friends because my parents are ministers, so they went to all different kind of churches. So I've lived like loads of different places. Sure. So I kept having moved schools and stuff. So you had to be good at kind of getting yeah, to know people. Yeah, making friends and yeah. that. Yeah, but uni, I felt like I really sort of like developed my own personality in terms of what I am. Yeah. So getting to know those people and it kind of really it was really helpful. And I think that combined with then eventually starting stand up, I think I've really kind of blossom because of because of that yeah sure um, into a more confident version of myself okay but that still doesn't translate into having sex no but that's not is are you is that something that you focus on or you don't really you don't really care about it at this point i mean it would be nice yeah it would be nice but i'm more kind of like i'd like to be in a relationship yeah sure and then it, if if sex is the result of that yeah. Great. Yeah. But I, I, that's kind of more the thing that I feel missing. Yeah. It's not the actual kind of just to have sex. Yeah. Because as I've said to other people, like there are ways if I if I was truly desperate yeah, to have sex, yeah, I could go out and have sex. Totally. I could find somebody. I could go to a prostitute or something. I I could have sex if yeah, I wanted yeah, to have yeah. sex. Totally. But it's not the the sort of end result for me is I I'd like to 
to have somebody in my life as a partner. Yeah. And then obviously we'll be having sex. It's almost uh, like <laughs> that's such an interesting study in the power of the online world and the blurring of the lines between online and physical because it's like <clears throat> I feel like for me I'm scared in my life that I want, I think I have at this point but I'm scared that I won't have had enough sex so when I meet someone I won't be able to commit to them because there's always the question of what would mm-hmm. that be like you yeah. know but it sounds like you've kind of done got that out of you by <laughs> fucking people online for 4 years you know yeah my 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 my, uh, my 4 year addiction yeah <laughs> how did that stop um did it just wind down it wind down like it stopped it stopped being as fun. Yeah. Also, like, the room stopped being quite as populated and stuff. I think the craze for it, it sort of Right. Every, oh, it was a bit. new thing that everyone was, was just a new like, thing, you can it? do this. You can do this, yeah. It was a new thing. The internet was still fairly, fairly new for everybody yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, also, like, people were just leaving AOL. Like, yeah. AOL was a terrible internet service. Yeah. So, as other people, oh, we'll go there. So, there wasn't the same chat rooms right. chat room culture died off as well yes that's a thing like everywhere chat room culture died off right so there just wasn't that and I think also I sort of just went away from it and would start doing other things yeah what a what a flash in the pan moment in human history yeah that brief golden summer <laughs> <laughs> where people could just go online and <laughs> fuck each other <laughs> I mean I guess it's like tinder and stuff now yeah yeah I don't know um, okay, so I feel like we're almost done. I don't know how to fucking wrap this up, man. It's very interesting that you had that. You're here now. Have you had a close thing in a relationship? Do you think? It, like, so what? Okay, do you feel like there was a point where you stopped? Did, was there a point where you cared about having sex? Because now you said you're at a point where you don't care about that much having sex. You just want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Was there a point where that kind of changed? Um. Yeah, I think it's difficult to pinpoint it, but I went through <laughs> oh god, I went through a phase of um, and it, I joke about it. I built it up more than it really, but I genuinely went through a phase at uni where literally everyone I asked out happened to also be a lesbian. Right. Like my, I joke my type is like someone who looks like they are but aren't actually a lesbian. Sure. Like. And I, I think I had to. I think that's the point where I sort of started looking at myself and realized that kind of thing. Like, yeah, you, you, you just. It's not that you just want a friend, but you kind of you want to be in a relationship. Like, what what matters to you at this point? Yeah. What matters to you at this point? Is it is it just about the sex? Because then it doesn't matter who the person is. Mm-hmm. But it does, and I think it crystallized in the moment, in that moment on that bed with that person. Right crystallized after that realizing that if it was just about the sex yeah i would have had sex that night yes but it's not just about the sex it's about having a relationship yeah i partially just realized that now Um, but that's 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 true if i if i if it just been about sex i would have had sex that day yeah but i didn't because i i from that moment i think it's been more about the fact that i want to date someone yeah sure and so that's why I didn't do it. That, if anything, then is fucking awesome. Then, like my initial, uh, uh, what's the word? My initial instinct to be like, oh, should I feel sorry for Richard? Is that okay? No, because you've literally made the decision to not have sex. 
That's fucking awesome, man. Thanks for doing this. I think we're no done. No problem, man. Thank you good very shit, much. Man. It was good fun. Thank you. Lovely. How does she know?